Welcome to the Show Up Society podcast, where I talk about showing up for your goals one tiny step at a time. I'll help you break down your big fat dreams into tiny bite-sized pieces that are totally doable as long as you just keep showing up. I talk about anything from running to creativity, to mindset, to small business, to whatever else comes up. You'll see how just showing up for yourself every day in the tiniest way can make a huge impact and change your life. I'm your host, Tammy Bennett, artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to episode 104 of the Show Up Society podcast. Today I'm giving you a little bit of a wake up call. I'm going to share a little story from my past with you and I'm going to use that as a jumping off point to just have you check in with yourself and take stock of your surroundings and really open your eyes and look around in your life and to just make sure that you are in the driver's seat, that you are taking your life by the hands and making it and forming it and shaping it into being the life that you want to be living. And if you're not, then this will serve as your wake up call to start doing that, to unbuckle yourself from the passenger seat or even the back. Some of you, I feel like maybe you're just riding along in the trunk of your own car car of your life. So you're going to escape and you are going to get back into the driver's seat and drive to where you want to go with the music that you want to have on, all of the things that could fill out that analogy. But first, I got to give you a little behind the scenes update on what's going on around here. So I had a really, really beautiful moment over the weekend, and I just wanted to share it with you because I think it's a really helpful reminder, and it was just so beautiful. So I went to Boston again to see my son run, um, the same course he ran last time I went to see him run in Boston, but this time it was for the NCAA Division One Regional Championships. So um, this was a race where the top two teams get to go to the national championships. And you know, his team at Columbia is a very young team. They have a senior and a junior, and then everybody else is a freshman or a sophomore. So their goal was to just sort of practice this as a hard race and a really hard effort as if they were going to qualify for nationals, but knowing full well that, you know, unless some like kind of miracle happened, they weren't going to qualify. Um, but they just wanted to really go through the motions of practicing it being that kind of race because their goal is in the years to come that they will be competing on the national stage. Um, and so this was their most of their first time doing a 10K race for cross country. I know it was for my son, Jack. And so he was just really excited about, um, well, maybe maybe excited is not the right word. There was quite a, uh, quite a lot of dread about running the 10K distance. Um, in high school, he ran the mile and the two miles. So, um, you know, all of a sudden 6.2 miles seems like a lot, uh, especially over hill and dale and mud and wind and rain and all the things. But uh, he was excited about how tough it was going to be. And uh, I do love that about him. The race took off, his team was in a good start. And then I ran to a different position in the race where it was a little bit around the mile marker. And he hadn't seen me yet. I didn't see him before the race. And he was sort of like looking over into the crowd at this point, And he spotted me. And there was this instant where I feel like he forgot that he was in a race. And his eyes lit up. He had the hugest smile. And he gave a little wave like, oh, hey, hey, mom, how you doing? And it was just so cute. And I freaked out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, go, Jack, go. But it was just this really beautiful moment where I could tell that he was having so much fun. I mean, if you are smiling and waiting, 
waving in a race. Um, that's probably a good sign. And he had the race of his life. He had the absolute best effort. He placed really highly. He was all regionals, which means he was top 25. He was the top true freshman. Uh, there were a couple other listed as freshmen in the results, but because of COVID um, or redshirting, they actually weren't freshmen. And he was just ecstatic. He was so happy with how his team did. They did way better than they thought. They got fifth place, which was amazing. Uh, it's the best that they've done um, in many years. And yeah, uh, one of his teammates qualified for nationals. Um, he was just really, as always, pumped about how the team does. But anyway, I just, what I took from that is what I say to my clients all the time, but I think all of us humans forget that we can go after our goals and we can go do something that's really hard and have fun while we are doing it. And that was the perfect example of the pain and the agony that it takes to go up and down hills through mud. And it was so windy and it was rainy and really slippery. A lot of kids um, fell down and they were covered head to toe in mud. But so it was a hard physical effort, but because it was so fun, because he allowed himself to have fun, he got the goal and he didn't really hate it at all. And so I just want to remind you and to remind myself that going after goals can be fun. If sometimes we just get our, our like nose off of the grindstone or, or am I mixing up analogies here? Isn't it like your shoulder to the wheel, the pedal to the metal? If you just like look up from that from just a second and look around and smile and wave and enjoy what you are doing, embrace that you are doing something that a lot of other people can't do. Embrace that you are willing to put yourself through discomfort to get to the thing and enjoy it. Smile, laugh. You can have fun and crush your goals at the same time. So this is just my friendly little public service announcement reminder that you too can have fun while you're going after it. Okay. Do, 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 do. It's challenge time. Today's challenge seems sort of random and came out of nowhere, but it just popped into my head. So I figured I would share it. And that is to stand on one leg and just keep your balance. If that feels really easy to you, you can close your eyes and see if you can stay balanced. If it feels tricky to you, you can hold out your arms so that you're sort of making like a capital T. Uh, or if it's if that still feels really hard, you can just kind of lightly, lightly put, touch with your fingertips onto a chair or a wall um, and just maybe hold it for 30 seconds and then switch. And I think this is a really good exercise just to kind of calm yourself, to be present, and it works on your core. So it's kind of like a cool mindfulness exercise that helps a lot of parts of you. So do that. You can do it while you're listening to the podcast, unless you are driving, in which case, maybe not. Just do it when you're done. I will check in at the end of the podcast episode to see if you took me up on the challenge and how it went. Okay, so let's talk about a wake-up call. First, I'm just going to share a little story with you, and then we will go from there. So my episode last week was talking about 10 years of gratitude. And leading up to that episode, I was kind of thinking of like, what were the some of the big impactful things in my life that I'm really, really thankful for? Because I was thinking about doing a whole podcast episode about those. And I decided not to do that episode. But one of the first things that came up when I asked myself that question, like, what are some of the events in your life that you are thankful for? I think the very first thing that popped up was kind of surprising to me because it was um, an event that wasn't so happy and it was really painful at the time. And I was like, that's weird. Why would I be thankful for that? That was really painful. And I have like kind of a 
a sour taste in my mouth about that. But this is why I'm thankful for it. We'll get to that in a minute, but it was a wake up call. So let's travel back in time until um, we get to where I had just graduated from college, University of North Carolina, go heels. And I was working in a running specialty store, which means that all we sold was running things. So shoes and clothes and watches and foam rollers and power bars, like the original power bars and like the foil, gold foil wrappers. Um, But yeah, so I had worked my way up to being... um, I don't know what my official title was. Maybe I was an assistant manager. Um, I know that I had a key and I closed up shop and I was in charge of buying for women's apparel, which I thought was super fun because we got the catalogs and they showed all the pictures and I had to be in charge of what pieces matched with each other and what size runs we were going to do. And then I was in charge of merchandising them and displaying them. And so it was just a really fun job for me and I was good at it and I really loved being with the people. Um, And so that's where I was. So it was summertime. I told the manager um, that I was going to have a vacation and I gave him the dates. And then right before I was set to go on vacation, they sent me down to South Carolina to help out another store. So I worked for um, a franchise, but it was, you know, each store is independently owned. And my manager was good friends with the owner of the store down in South Carolina, and she was having some struggles. And so they sent me down to kind of just help her. And so I had the best couple days getting to know her and her people and her Um, her team that she worked with and her customers. And I loved the area. And I just helped um, with a lot of organization and merchandising and just tips and tricks and how they interacted with customers and all the things. So that was really cool. And I felt um, I felt kind of like badass that they sent me down to help kind of like get her store into shape. So then I came back and the new schedule was put up and I was put on the schedule for my vacation days. And I said, um, excuse me, manager. Um, I said their name, but I'm just keeping it in confidence. Um, I said, excuse me, manager. These are the dates that I gave you that I was going to be on vacation. And he got super upset and he was like, what? Well, then we don't effing need you then at all. And I was like, just stunned. And I just kind of stood there looking at him like, wait, what's happening? And he was like, we don't effing need you. Just get your stuff and leave. You're done here. And I was like, so confused. I was so, I was 23. You know, I was young. I was really good at what I did. And I knew I was really good at what I did. And I'm like, did I just get fired? I think I just got fired. I was so stunned, shell shocked. Like, I don't think I even said a word. I think I literally just got my stuff and walked out. It was as if I had just been like punched. Um, Super, super upset. And that was it. That was the last time I ever interacted with that store. Um, with any of the people that work there, it was just, um, yeah, it was just a a really sudden final, like what the heck just happened. So I just kind of reeled, I spun, I ended up moving back home, like really quickly, like within days. And uh, I decided to go to law school because that felt safe. And it was, you know, met approval of everyone I knew, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And here's where we get to the wake up call. I had been you know, I started out working at that store during my time in college, I paid for my last semester of college from it. And, um, 
it was just something I did to make money. I just happened to be really good at it. And I happened to be a hard worker and ambitious and trustworthy and reliable and all the things. And so that's why they moved me up into this, you know, more managerial position where I was in charge of things. And the sort of path that had opened up for me and been laid out for me was that I would become like the head manager and and like start saving up money and working towards owning my own store. That was just sort of like the trajectory that I was on. That was just what was going to happen. I never really questioned it. I never even really chose it. That was just the path that I was on and I was going. So it's sort of like um, at like those amusement parks where you get in a car and it just goes and you sort of like steer it, but it just goes whether you're pushing on the gas or not. And um, yeah, so I was just along for the ride and I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't questioning it. I wasn't asking myself, is this what I want to do? Am I happy here? Is this what I love? I just kept going because I was told that I was good at it and that was it. And being fired or let go or told off, or I don't even know, I guess that was, I guess I was fired. I've actually never really realized that I've been fired from a job until like right now as I'm telling the story. But yeah, I think that was me getting fired. Um, So weird that I've never thought of it that way. But anyway, it was the biggest wake up call because I'm like, oh my gosh, when I look back at it now, I am so, so, so thankful that I did not stay there because I know I would have ended up owning a store somewhere and just taking years and years and years and years of doing a lot of work, um, underpaid, underappreciated until I got to that position of being able to own my own store. If that ever really even did happen for me, if I was able to even, you know, earn or save up enough money, which on the uh, manager's pay, I don't think that's really a possibility. I think you have to you have to get money from elsewhere to to be able to buy your own shop if you're just um, at the manager getting the the salary that I was getting paid. So anyway, the point is is now looking back on it, I am beyond grateful that I didn't just stay in that rut, that I didn't just go along with the flow, that I like looked up and looked around. And I mean, and listen, I didn't wake up from this. Like I went to law school. I did great. It was the same kind of thing. I got on law review. I graduated with honors and doing all the things without really asking myself, Tammy, what do you want to be doing with your life? Where do you see yourself? What would be fun? What would give you energy? I just went through law school and halfway through law school, I knew that I did not want to practice law. I just knew it. It wasn't for me. I loved law school. I loved what I was learning, but I didn't want to practice practice law. And I knew that, but I figured I'm already halfway through. I might as well just finish because having a law degree in my back pocket and passing the California bar certainly can't hurt, right? Even though I didn't even want to practice law. So that just doesn't make any sense. But to me, I just thought that it was a safety thing. And so I graduated law school, I passed the California bar and I never practiced. And so again, it was just me going along with emotions, feeling safe, feeling like, well, this is okay. This is good. This is fine. That beautiful word, fine, that limits us so much. I just kept going along with the flow, never questioning what I wanted, what I wanted to be, how I wanted to contribute to this world. And there is nothing wrong with being a manager of a running store 
There is nothing wrong with owning your own shop. There is nothing wrong with being an attorney, but those just weren't for me personally. And I just never let myself even question that. So that's, you know, my point here is, are you going through the days, just doing the days without looking around? Are your eyes kind of closed? Are you on cruise control? Are you in the passenger seat? Are you in the back seat? Are you in the trunk? right? Have you asked yourself, is this fun? Does this give me energy? Do I get up and look forward to going to work? Does this make money, the money that I want to be making? Is there a way I could be making more money? Does this help people? Am I a person that wants to help people? And if I am, am I doing that? Am I being truly myself? Am I honoring my deepest desires and wishes? Am I doing that thing, that little gift that I was born with for the world? Am I letting that show and am I letting it shine? Am I honoring it? That little talent that I have inside of me, but I'm too afraid to do something about it because it might not make enough money or I might waste too much time. Am I dishonoring that? Am I ignoring that? Am I closing my eyes to that little talent that I have, but I'm too scared to share it with the world? Am I being responsible for my own results? Do I look around at the end of the day and know that I created that and that I could create something different if I wanted to? These are all the questions that I want you to ask yourself today before we get to the end of this year so you can set yourself up for 2022, a new year, a new day, a new week, a new month. You can set yourself up knowing that you are being true to yourself and your deepest desires and that you're trusting that if you go after that hidden dream, that hidden thing that you want to be doing inside of you, that if you trust yourself to go after it, that you can make it happen. Before you even get to that point, though, you have to just ask, is this even what I want right now, what I'm doing right now, this job that I have, this day that I create for myself, this life, look around you, is this where you want to be living? Is this who you want to be living with? Is this the life you want? Because I'm here to remind you that you are in charge. We forget it. We forget that we are in charge of almost every single thing in our lives, We're in charge of what we say and what we think and what we do and how we feel. We're in charge of how much fun we have. We're in charge of how much we help others and love others. We're in charge of how much we love ourselves. So take a pause today. Listen to this episode again if you want, or at least to the last few minutes where I give you all of these questions to just wake you up. Just shake your shoulders a little bit and say, look around. Is this the life that you want? And if the answer is yes, then hell yeah, celebrate the F out of yourself for making it happen and keep doing the things. If your answer is no, this isn't the life that I want, or this part isn't what I want, or I want more of this and less of that, then do it. Figure out how to get what you want, because I'm telling you that you can, you can get what you want. You can put more of what you want in your life and remove what you want less of. Remove that from your life. You are totally in charge here. So wake up and remember it. Get in the driver's seat. Buckle up. Push on the gas. Let's go. I'm going to check in with you now on your challenge. Did you stand on one foot? Did you work your core? Did you bring yourself into your body center yourself, breathe, and balance. 
did you give yourself that little few 30 seconds of balance on each leg? If not, go do it now. I hope this has been a good wake up call for you. I hope you are inspired to go out there and take your life by the hands and form it into the life that you want. Okay. If you like this episode, you are going to love coaching one-on-one with me. I can be your person to help you shape your life into the one that you want to be living. And I can help you have fun while you do it. If you are interested, go to showupsociety.com forward slash coaching and get on a one-on-one consultation call with me. We'll talk for an hour about where you are, where you want to be, and what I think I can do to help you. Okay. It will be really fun and enlightening. Okay. Thank you for showing up for this episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. Oh, my loyal friend, how thankful I am for you. My tiny secret challenge for you today is to go to my Instagram and find the post that matches this episode of the podcast and put into the comments some eyeballs, if they're wide open or if they're shut, some kind of an emoji to tell me if this was a wake up call for you. Okay, enjoy your day.